Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're back on this hour of Fantasy Sports today. We'll dive into a little more baseball discussion, but we begin this hour discussing where Drew Brees ranks amongst the all-time greats. Fantasy Sports Today starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. Toward the end zone, it is Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Fires up the middle. Pass is caught by Owens. Owens made the catch. Oh, and Rollins. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia with you. Hopefully you are getting ready for your fantasy football championship coming up this week. And before we get into that, and I'm sure we'll hit on that uh, in terms of waiver wire, Joe, uh, you know, my, uh, Brad Ziegler, I don't mind throwing his name out there because he's a good buddy of mine. I texted him last night and I asked him this question because here I am. I'm playing in the championship uh, and, and we have Winston, you know, playing in the championship. I'll ask you the same question as I asked him. And he responded with a yes. And that was it. Is Rashad Perryman a must-own and a must-start in championship leagues this week? And he said yes. And so here I am, Joe. Like, I am going to have to, between me and the other team that's in the league, fight for Rashad Perryman. And if I lose, (laughs) this guy is going to start him against me. And so here's where the deeper dive comes in. Is it better for me to have Perryman? Or is it better for him to have Perryman? No, that's easy. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You said that. You, un- you understand my thinking. Yeah, my thought I do. Process here because if Perriman, if he picks him up and he goes off, everything that we have will negate that because we have Winston. But if we have Perriman and he does nothing, that means Winston does nothing, and that means we probably lose, right? You absolutely need to pick him up. Well, I don't know if we're going to gonna be able to. Just to control the situation. Well, you should have picked him up last week. So well, what we you're did, doing. We did. Well, why don't we you're stop looking back and playing doing, Tuesday? Hanging on to Bonifant still. So how's that Bonifant? Right. Is that the same yeah, Bonifant yeah, guy? Bonifin. Is he still yeah, on your bench? Don't you know, me. you know, it was, yeah, he is. You know, it was embarrassing. too. <laughs> you know who else is on the bench? I realized it after Thursday night. It, it, it was a bad coaching move. I will admit it. But look, we're in the championship. So how much crap yeah, can you yeah, get? Hey, you're there. But, but, but again, I should not have had Bilal Powell on the roster. I mean, I, no, I should, you shouldn't. You should I, I didn't realize it. And then the okay. game started. I'm like, oh, man, I could have had anybody else but him. Like, right, why? And then that it locked on you, which is the worst. And it locked. I'm like, oh. <sighs> yeah. So, but look, now, well, look, now we can cut Bonifant and we can cut even David Montgomery. We can cut. Um, we can cut Brady. Um, you know, these are all things that we can do, but so you, so look, I put in for Perriman. I'm not stupid. Okay. I put in for him. By the way, who is that other guy on Tampa Bay? Um, not Scotty Miller, but who was the, I was trying to figure that out last night. His name just went out of my head. I know they have another Watkins or something. They have another receiver. There's a possibility. Um, She's, oh my God, I can't believe his name just went out of my head. Well, we'll get back to that. I'll, I'll pull it up. We'll We'll get back to So so am I starting Perriman over Beasley if we get him? Yes, Absolutely. I think you have to. I, I think nightmare. we're not going to get him. We have the better record. We're not going to get him. Uh, look, here, here's the Justin Watson. I think that's who, that's you're talking who it about. is. Yes. Are we starting uh, Justin Watson over him? That's over, over Beasley. I, I, I don't want to get sucked into one bad Beasley week. And he's got a, I mean, ah, a tough matchup again, though. Against, it's a tough well, matchup against well, the Patriots. Yeah, too, but how right? about Jackson's that guy? Good. Yeah, but what happens if that guy uh, shuts uh, the Gilmore shuts down Brown? 
He's going to. Right. He's also going to shit, but they, but JC Jackson's no easy out either. Who's going to be on Beasley? That's what I mean. It's like, but Josh Allen's going to throw for a hundred yards. He is. He threw for a hundred and they were all the Brown last week. Right. Uh, Yeah. But right now we're talking about champ. I I think you play him over Watson, but I, you, there's no way you play him over Perriman. And the reason why you want to make sure you have Perriman is because you want to control the situation. (laughs) Well, no, you're putting in for him. So if you're saying, well, I'd rather have the other guy. This guy's not stupid. This the one where the team we're playing against is a pretty good team. I will say this is not a lucky team that's gotten to the end. They were seven. But he's we just going to block you for Perryman, you think? I mean, he was going to he's going to be able to. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. He's going to be able to cut somebody. I was looking. Hey, at I thought week. everybody was going to pick up Perryman last week in flex. I had zero dollars left. I have no more fab in flex. I picked up Perryman last week on a zero bid. OK, and that was four teams still available in flex where you got All some right. really good people and they let him go to me. And guess what? I'm in the finals now because Perryman had a 32. Look at this down. garbage this guy has. He's got. Uh, OK, so his starting lineup this week against us is going to be Breeze. Henry, uh, Sanders. He's got a good team. Breeze, mm-hmm. Henry, Sanders, Hopkins, okay. AJ, AJ Brown. He's definitely starting him again. Mm-hmm. Kittle. And then his flex would be the question. So it's only two wide receivers. That's it. It's two and a flex. Ugh, wow. That's easy. Um, it would be cookie league is this two and it's a, a flex. It's a Phillies Jeez. league. It's more money than you've ever played for. No offense. <laughs> I know it is, but why um, not have a third wide receiver? Well, two wide well, listen, we have waivers where the last t- last place team keeps getting first priority. Remember, this is... Well, know, I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now. He's got Anthony this, Miller. This person's not starting Perryman over any of these guys. So, what do you mean? Get the flex. The flex. Who's the flex right now for him? There's no flex. He's got none. Who he are the options? Um, uh, let's see. Uh, what am I missing here? Uh, uh, Lindsay, 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 Lindsay. He had a bad game last week. Okay. It would be his flex would be Lindsay, uh, Freeman, Miller, Which Freeman, Devonte, hmm? Miller, Devon. Mm-hmm. That's it. Devonte yeah. Freeman, right? He's, That's got Freeman he's got Tyler boys. Not going to start. Him. I'm just trying to ask. Is it Royce he's Freeman or Devonte? He's going to cut. He's going to cut Brissett and he's going to pick up Freeman or, or Perriman and we're going to be screwed. That's it. Well, look, I, I, here's the thing. You're not expecting Perryman to catch three touchdowns again, but I think Perryman, my expectation for Perryman would be somewhere around 70 yards and a touchdown. I think that's pretty much a lock. You give him four, five catches, 70 and a touchdown. I'm hard pressed not to find that. But here's what you do. You put a little bit on Watson just in case. Oh, you we'll never get, know what we'll, happens we'll with the backup. Yeah. Well, we'll because you don't know. Perryman could be out there in a practice and twist an ankle on Friday. And all of a sudden, Watson becomes Scotty Miller become the guys that you want. Yeah, Scotty Miller's Miller's got a bad hamstring, though. Yeah, he's not healthy. But Watson seems to be the other guy there right now. So sure. And you know they're going to throw the ball. That's the thing about the Bucs. You know they're going to throw the football. What about Bert Emanuel? Bert Emanuel? No. Yeah. Now we're just now we're just work done. All stop. (laughs) I like you know, just the other day last week I was watching somebody posted a YouTube highlight video of Mike Allstott. Man, that guy was fun to watch. (laughs) He was just like a bowling ball, like as a rolling downhill, just knocking over guys. I miss that. Let's bring back the fullback for God's sake. Yeah, no, he was great. So but there's no one else out there that um so I'll give you my unless you want to pick up Boone just to be safe, just to cover Um, yourself. Yeah, but we would never start him. Like I don't think that there would be any scenario that we would okay, so our team is is this. It's Winston locked in, McCaffrey locked in, Carson locked in, Allen Robinson locked in. Okay, uh Diggs probably locked in. Yeah. Uh Andrews locked in. Saints D. You're whatever. you already have a better team here. You just need, as long as McCaffrey's McCaffrey, you've won this. Saints this week. D and then Butker, who I love, the kicker for uh for Casey. Our bench is horrible. Kicker. How, how, what kind of league is this? Two wide receivers and a kicker. Again, there's a lot of money online. Okay. My, our bench is horrible. Montgomery, Brady, Madison, Bonifan, Pascal, Bilal Powell, 
Okay. And OJ listen Howard. Right it's all now. handcuffs. It's all handcuffs. Listen we're going to gonna, listen, we're gonna cut all of the guys this week. This Pick is the week we're going to cut them. Boone anyway. Of course. Okay. we're gonna, Listen, Just I am going to do okay. all of that, Joe. But okay. the point was, look, what would have happened if McCaffrey got hurt this week? We would be playing Bonifant. So yeah, I, I got you. So now it's you over. Are. Now it's over. Now we can cut <laughs> a lot of it. We need a video. I, can't, I, can't believe, I would have, I would love for them to say Madison is our guy and he's the starter and I, we would put him in the flex. I'd play him over Perriman if, if it was if it was just Madison. But now he's well, I, it looks, looks like they're going to play get hurt. He didn't even play. He was he had a twisted ankle or something I mean, like it looks that. Looks like they're going to play who? Yeah, I was like, Boone. I'm just saying oh, that he had it. Not Cook. Cook's out. No, Cook. They. I just read something yesterday. It was on NFL Network. They were talking about it. They were talking about. Mike Zimmer, well, we'll get to it. It's on the show sheet here, but Mike oh, Zimmer sorry. talking about he, we think he can get through next week. I'm just, I'm not, hey, okay. I, yeah. I'm with you. That did not look like a good injury. <laughs> you he was just sitting on the sideline, hanging out. Man, it's not his legs. You know these guys. If it's not their legs, they're going to try. Good job by them. All right, uh, we'll take a quick time out on fantasy sports today. Uh, best quarterbacks of all time. Where does Drew Brees rank? We'll talk about that next. You're listening to FST right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizapia. We'll take a quick time out. We'll be back in just two minutes. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports Today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizapia here on this Tuesday. Drew Brees uh, last night threw four touchdown passes. Really nice moment for him. Uh, fortunately, like you, Joe, have had a chance to see Drew Brees play the majority of his career. Uh, saw him play in the Super Bowl here in Miami in person. Maybe that's a good indication as to you know, Brees coming back, playing in Miami again. Saw him beat the Colts. Uh, great Super Bowl. Saints won it all. Very emotional, for sure. Uh, you know, all-time quarterback talk in general is not great for four hours of radio, but for 10 minutes, we certainly can engage in that. And um, look, I, I, you know, for me, I think that times have changed significantly. So I'm hard-pressed to put Drew Brees at the top because it's just a much easier game and a, and a more friendly passing game than it used to be. But without ruining who I have in my top 10, give me your top 10 all-time now that Brees has become the number one passing touchdown leader of all time. Well, I, I tried to equate genre and, and era into this and style of play and, and importance, and, and I did the best I could with this and it's going to upset some people because a very prominent quarterback is not in my top 10. No one will uh, be upset. It'll that's be all right. Uh, Brady is number one still just because of the cumulative body of work. And if, <laughs> if you're not paying attention to the cumulative body work, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Peyton Manning is number two for me. And I think they're very close because Peyton Manning's ability to play the quarterback position, whether it be reading defenses, whether it be changing the plays. I mean, he was basically the offensive coordinator on the field. It's an incredible football mind. So he's my number two. Breeze is three. And the only reason Breeze really isn't above those guys is because Breeze had one thing in his favor for all these stats, which he played a big chunk of his games in domes, not just 
home dome, but also, you know, playing games against Atlanta, playing games in good weather in San Diego when he was a charger and all that. So the guy had a lot of good opportunities. And when you look at the numbers for Breeze when he is playing in the elements or on the road, they're not as good. They're not nearly as good. So he did benefit a great deal from environment. But still, you can't deny. I mean, if we're nitpicking at these, this is the nitpick. Number four is Montana. And the only reason Montana's four for me is because he didn't have that secondary run. The best run of his career is with the 49ers, which was an incredibly talented team. Absolutely, he's a great quarterback, a huge part of that. That's why he's number four. But at the same time, he played with Jerry Rice, who might be the greatest football player ever. Um, number five is Johnny Unitas, because without Johnny Unitas revolutionizing the, the forward pass in football, we don't have this discussion about any of these guys. It's Johnny Unitas that it all goes back to of, of the guy. And what a long career. He played 20-something years in the NFL. Unbelievable, especially for that day and age. Uh, Dan Marino, number six. Again, just doesn't have the title. And I know, hey, you say, well, a lot of things factor into that. Okay, yeah, a lot of things do factor into that. But at the end of the day, he doesn't have the title. Number seven's Elway. Five Super Bowls. Uh, incredible running quarterback. Really kind of revolutionized. He was the real athletic quarterback that kind of changed the way people thought of the game. Number eight, Brett Favre. Yeah, he's a gunslinger. He's a little crazy. He makes mistakes. But you know what? Brett Favre has a lot of the stats to back it all up. And he's got some uh, some pretty pretty big ones, some MVPs and some other stuff. Number nine, we're just talking pure passers. I don't think Warren Moon gets enough credit. Warren Moon was a great quarterback. Warren Moon was a prolific quarterback. And Warren Moon was a quarterback for a very long time that I don't think got all of the hype he deserved because we all know a lot of things back in the day were a little different in the way people thought about quarterbacks and what they should and shouldn't be. And then the last for me is kind of a tie between Jim Kelly and Steve Young. I kind of lean towards Steve Young just because of how dynamic he was, the athleticism of Steve Young. But both these guys played a big chunk of their careers very successfully, mind you, in the USFL. So I don't know if that you know, makes a, a difficult thing there. But Aaron Rodgers is outside that top 10 for me, which is probably not the case for a lot of people. But he's not even the best quarterback in his franchise history. So how could he be the best top 10 all time? Yeah, that's I my 10. That, I think that's fair. Um, okay, so we you have a good on one on here. I forgot, by the way, your number 10 is a is a good one. I forgot. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I have Brady one. I think that's easy at this point. I have Peyton Manning two. I have Montana three. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in that era watching him play. And whenever you needed a big play, he was there for it. You're right. Um, you know, Young came in, took over, and, and uh, Montana was just okay with Kansas City. But I'm, I'm kind of biased a little. I got to know him through the years, too. Um, I, I just think that he was the best winner of all time. And if Montana played in this era, his numbers would probably be a lot better. You're right. He did play with Jerry Rice. That's a big point. But I'm going to have him three. I got to put Dan Marino four for sure. Uh, Marino had any kind of defense. He would have been a bigger winner. You give Marino one Super Bowl, he's going to be number three on this list, if not two or one. I, I agree. I think one That's Super Bowl makes him a three. I, I do. It sucks. But it sucks that it's not it does really suck. his fault. But you know, It wasn't his fault. But you know what? I mean, there's some other teams. I mean, Brady won Super Bowls with, with defenses that were ranked in the bottom of the league. He won a Super Bowl with, so I mean, it's very difficult because yeah, but, he, he, but but he played in a league different era. There, I know. there was defense, you know. There, yeah, there's, know. there's no defense now. Uh, was most teams at least? Uh, Breeze, I have five. Rogers, I have six. Elway, I have seven. Uh, Favre, eight. I would be interested to see if Favre could make it now. 
I would be curious because Favre has a little Winston in him, you know? Like, I, oh, I, wonder, yeah. I can't believe you said that. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I, was like, I wonder if they would allow that now. And also, Favre, the problem with Favre is that if he would if he would have stopped with Green Bay, I think he'd be higher. He, he, his legacy was really annoying uh, at the end. I'll, I'll take umbrage with that. He had a run there where he, with the with Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota, he went to the Jets. He was horrible. We went into the, we went to the AFC cha- NFC Championship game and probably should have won the NFC Championship game, if we recall that. And that was the one Drew Brees Super Bowl. Let's not forget that. That was all tied together. That was all the bounty gate thing where they were taking out guys and they were going after Favre. And, you know, that's a tenuous thing there. That was a, a agreed. But who could be good with the Jets? You know, I'm just <laughs> put that out Jim there. Jim Kelly and, and I have Dan Fouts at 10. Um, I don't have Unitas in here. I just went with my era. Who Who is the best actor out of all 10 of these guys? The best actor out of all 10 of these guys. Oh, man. Um, it's not Marino. He was terrible in Ace Ventura. Um, wow. That's a lot of people would be pissed about you saying I don't that. care. He was terrible in that movie. He's the Isotoners. Peyton Manning. Just Peyton Manning, just, not because of the commercials, but for that United Way sketch on Saturday Night Live where he's hitting kids in the head with the football and he's just yelling and screaming at them. That is one of the funniest things ever. And he is just a riot, man. That That sketch alone to me. Put him in the like this guy is just he gets comedy he understands it and and then he's hitting on the mom he's like having the kid come up intentionally and you know they're <laughs> like stealing stuff like he's just that's an amazing sketch so I'm gonna go with Peyton who do you have in there Brett Favre for uh, something about Mary I mean, he's got to be up there um, I probably would put Peyton Manning one I would put uh, Marino two I'd put Favre three Rogers is good in the commercials. I put him for Brady had that uh, recently in something. Um, he was in uh, the second Ted movie. Was that what it was? He was just no. He was just a Netflix movie, uh, Netflix show. Um, I you know that's it. I'll put those. Fouts is you know Fouts is one that I only saw the tail end of Fouts, but I should have put him on there. But I feel like oh, Fouts and Moon are constant bombs. Fouts. Right. Well, that Eric Coriel offense, but but Warren Moon's another guy. Just I don't feel like no one talks about Warren Moon. And I saw Warren Moon, older Warren Moon, but you go back and look at the stats and look at Warren Moon's doing. You want to talk about in an era where passing wasn't as popular and what he was doing. My God, some incredible stats there. Why Why was Rodgers at six for you over Elway, who won a lot more, or even, you know, a guy like Brett Favre? I'm just curious why Rodgers. Yeah, Rodgers with those comebacks, you know, he's and those like last second bombs for touchdowns to win games. He just has that ability that nobody else has. He's got the best ability to come back in a game like no one else on this list. He's been trailing. I I believe he's had more. Oh, Tom Brady had a pretty good epic. Super Bowl there. <laughs> I would say Elway was in that conversation. No, I mean the Elway drive. Had, and, yeah, yeah. But I just he's probably the I, I put Rodgers in there. I put so Rogers. if you had two minutes, you'd take Aaron Rodgers over Elway. I would take Elway. Yeah, I take Rodgers. Yeah. Okay, that's a good that's a good one there. That's a good question there. It's a good debate. Who do you think right now playing has a chance a chance to Jeff crack George. this top ten? Jeff <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously, any of these kids right now, you see like that guy's got talent. I mean, Mahomes, I think, is an extraordinary talent. I think he has that uh, yeah, opportunity. Yeah, yeah, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, you'd have to say because of, of the season that he's had. Oh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson, Wilson was another guy. Was, was Oh, yeah, good. Russell Wilson has a good Watson champ. has a lot of talent. Wilson has yeah, a lot of talent. Not like, I like Wilson better. I can agree. I, well, we're deeper into Russell Wilson now. I think we forget how many years deep we are into Russell Wilson's career. Watson is only, great. what, third? Is this the third year of Watson or the fourth? This is the third. Yeah, you know, yeah. but Mahomes is special, man. I think watching that oh, guy yeah. play quarterback, he looks like he could be in this grouping. And I think this year or next year, he's going to get to that Super Bowl. I really do. All right. Uh, so let's take a quick time out and get back to uh, some baseball discussions, some stock up, stock down based on the hot stove movement. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. 
right here on FNTSY Radio. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizapia. Don't go anywhere. Uh, baseball discussion is next. The latest in the hot stove and how we think it's translated to fantasy. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com. Dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. And the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice. With the promo code DUNK, visit DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK. DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are made. Well, back to the baseball discussion we go here in the second hour. And as we continue on and take you up until 2 o'clock Eastern, that's when Dr. Roto takes over with full-time fantasy. We'll dive more into baseball and fantasy baseball. It's been a good hot stove. Something has happened almost every day. So something new every day. That's, the, that's kind of the content that we're looking for. All right, uh, Joe, let's, um, let's look at what's happened thus far with some of the bigger names. And, and we'll go over this, whether we think that the stock is up or down on the player. Let's start off with Garrett Cole to the Yankees. Uh, better or worse, stock higher or lower than it was last year? I think the price has gone up because as a Yankee, especially if you're drafting in any tri-state area uh, league, I think automatically you pay that Yankee premium. It just it just happens to everybody. And that's it's fair. There's a good reason why it happens. But I don't know if you should pay for it. Um, I think it's it's a lateral move. People say, oh, I don't like the ballpark, to which I say, well, he's got a really good team around him. That's always going to be really good. Bullpen's very good. Garrett Cole is going to be fine. It's just hard to imagine Garrett Cole being better than he was last year. So even with a 10 percent regression in stats. It's hard not to think he's in that conversation for one overall. It's him. It's DeGrom. It's Scherzer. That's your conversation, I think, for number one pitcher. You could go with DeGrom and go with the ratios. If you're afraid of Scherzer's age, if you're afraid of Cole's first year in the big contract, that's fair to put him third. Personally, I would go DeGrom, Scherzer, Cole. That's the way we have him in the black book this year if you're going to split hairs. But I think Cole is going to, uh, you know, Verlander's in that conversation too, obviously. uh, Pardon me. So Verlander. Probably is the one, I guess. Would you put Verlander one over all those guys? Or are you worried about his age, too? Uh, it's yeah, kind of tough. I mean, I mean they're right tough. there, all four of those guys. I'm going to say, uh, yeah, they're all they're all kind of right there. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're, I think it's all a matter of, of preference. Do you, are you afraid of the age of Verlander and Scherzer? Are you afraid of Scherzer having some injury issues last year, not looking great in the playoffs in the World Series, clearly battling through some stuff? Are you worried about the bullpen and the lack of run support for DeGrom? I'll say what, when you end up taking all those things out of the equation, the only negative with Cole is the contract and the hype of being in New York. Yeah, we just don't if know he handles if he can that, do it. Yeah. And if he handles that, it's cake. He's the number one if he handles all that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Anthony Rendon goes from Washington to the Angels. The, the positive, of course, he has Trout in the lineup, assuming he's batting behind him. We'll have to you know, sort that out. I'm assuming he will. 
you know, Trout two, Rendon three. Uh, stock up or stock down with Rendon with the Angels? Um, man, you know it's funny because usually when guys, same. I think it's, I same. think it's the same too. Usually when guys switch leagues, I would say it down. But I'm not going to say that when Rendon because he's such a professional hitter. He's so good. And uh, the way interleague play is really just, you know, and so many guys switching leagues all the time now. It just, I don't know. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say same. I don't think I it goes up or down. Yeah. I, don't you know, think so. I think I wouldn't be shocked if he pressed in April, you know, big money, new place, all that stuff. So if he starts off slow for some reason, go jump on him right away. I, I would, sure I would say that the only thing that will be down is his, his personal run scored. I think that that may be the only thing that takes a hit, but everything else, I think. Well, where would you hit him in that lineup? Is he hitting three? three. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't love the guys behind him. No, no. That's the problem. The Angels are very top-heavy in salary, and it shows in the roster, shows in the lineup, and shows in the rotation. If Adele turns out to be a star, that would change things, but we'll have, I can't say that. Well, yet. here's a question for you. If Joe Adele turns out to be something, and let's say they break camp with him, let's say crazy things happen, right? Well, they're happens. not going to do that, but yeah. Okay, well, nobody said that about Pete Alonso last year. Nobody wanted to break camp with him. Nobody thought Eloy was going to break camp. They did. So just saying, we can't, we can't say that right now. Maybe because Adele had some injuries. Maybe you think that, but it's not impossible. Let's say he's up there early, Super 2. What's that top of that lineup look like in your opinion with Adele? It'd be with, better. It would be better. But no, I mean like I, how would know, they shake out there would, a little bit? Would Rendon go to the three and Trout go to become a cleanup hitter now? No, I think uh, it's, I think it's possible that uh, Adele is ahead of all of them. Well, that's what I mean. Would Adele hit two? I mean, somebody not, else lead not off? To be, not to begin with. Uh, I mean, maybe Adele would lead off. So you just go like, yeah, I'm just trying to think like at this point, I feel like Mike Trout might have to hit uh, like, you know what? Otani will hit cleanup. That's not a terrible idea. Yeah, no, but, but again, um, Adele, no matter what, is not going to um, start the season with the team. It's That's fair. You, you keep him in the minors. And by the way, Eloy Jimenez did not start the season with the team. I thought he did. No, they held him down for two weeks and then were a week and then brought him up. Oh, I thought they had. I they thought do. him and Alonzo both came up at the same time. I thought they both broke. I, I apologize. I don't think so. Yeah, I think at the beginning of the year, they, they held him down for that first 10-day deal, and then they brought him up. Uh, Madison Bumgarner to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, on this one, I'll probably go stock down. Um, I, I believe he could still pitch at a very high level, but this is a tougher place to pitch in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it is a tougher place to pitch, but if he's happier, you know, I can I can understand that. Um and look, I think Bumgarner's a professional. I think Bumgarner's one of these guys you always rely on. He was very good in San Francisco last year. Look at the stats. It was clear that he was uh, he was very good um, in, at home, better at home than he was on the road. So there's a little bit of question about that. I think there's a, there's a negative cloud around him where he almost becomes a value. I feel like he is not being appreciated for the bulk of, of what he's done in his resume. So I actually think his stock with me is up. I think in general it's down, but part of the reason why it's it's up with me is because it's going at a value where – People are looking at him as a as a number three, and I think he's a number three that's going to have some number one kind of days. So that, that's kind of the way I look. Uh, Eloy Menez made his major league debut March twenty eighth. That was opening day at Kauffman Stadium. But didn't yeah. he? Didn't they? Didn't they send him down to like save time or something? Nope, he was opening day, just like Alonso. So I was right. Just checked it. He definitely. He played in the minors last year, Eloy Jimenez. They he must, did when he got hurt and he came back. Remember, he got hurt and he went down there and he played. But he, was, he was. All right, made so his debut mind. here. He went. Yeah, March 28th, 2019, Eloy makes major league debut opening day at Kauffman Stadium. All right, so there you go. There you got go. One. Got one right. I got two. Alonso. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the show. All right. Uh, <laughs> I can't get better than that. That's it. No, you should stop. Uh, Corey Kluber to the Rangers. I'm going to say no change for me. Same guy. I agree. Um, I feel like this is another one where people will be afraid because of the ballpark factor. 
And I don't think we know how the ballpark's going to play. And if we don't know how the ballpark's going to play, how can we get excited or afraid either way? Um, I think Corey Kluber's a guy that knows he's got a big contract looming potentially. And Corey Kluber seems like the kind of guy that shows up when he needs to show up and show out. Last year's injury you mentioned was kind of a fluky one. He's always been a slow starter. Typically, you go back and you look at his Aprils. They're never really any good in Cleveland. I don't think it would be better in Texas. It's warmer in Texas. It's the only thing I could say. Maybe it was a climate thing. It could be cold in Cleveland in April. That's for damn sure. remember some snow games there <laughs> in recent memory. But I'm going to say same also. I think it's exactly where it is. And another guy like Bumgarner that I think is getting knocked down too far a peg. And you're not stepping back and looking at the bigger picture of the resume of Corey Kluber. A very good pitcher. Uh, is he on as good of a team? No. But in terms of fantasy value, I think staying in the American League, Staying in a situation where he's still a, an ace of a rotation, still a guy who's pitching for a contract, I would be very interested in guys like Kluber and Bumgarner this year in my rotation. Uh, we got uh, Yasmani Grandal going to the White Sox. This is a, a little bit of a tougher one. He, he he leaves a really good spot and a good ballpark and a really good lineup. Uh, White Sox have probably good to better players around him, but I don't know that his numbers are going to be better with the White Sox. So I'm going to say down on Grandal slightly. I'm going to say down because this happens where we overrate the the big offensive year for a catcher and he bet on himself and he cashed in. So good for Yasmani Grandal. He went and he took that deal and he said, you know what? I'm worth more. And people laughed at him and he turns out he was worth more. So good for him. Um, I, I agree with you. I think down just because I think people overrate that year and there will be an adjustment. And his big job as a catcher is to take care of the pitching staff. So learning a whole new pitching staff is going to take a lot of energy and time and focus. I think he's in a very good lineup still. I think last year was a good lineup. Um, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say down slightly too, just because of how good he was last year. Okay, uh, Zach Wheeler goes to the Phillies. This is a tougher ballpark, probably a better offense behind him. I'm gonna say Wheeler wins more games this year, but I'm gonna say the rest of the numbers uh, go a tick down from where they were with the Mets. I think that's a good assessment. I would agree with that. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go down because I want the peripheral numbers as a fantasy guy. You know, wins are arbitrary, but if you're telling me you know, the the whip, the home runs go up, the ERA goes up. If you tell me all those things happen, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go stay away from Zach Wheeler. Wheeler's very Jekyll and Hyde. He is a guy that you play DFS-wise more than you want in a season-long league. Yep. I'll, uh, I'll dive in more on him when the spring comes. I'm going to TBD on him. Uh, Mike Moustakis to the Reds. Got to be up on this. I, I, I have no other, <laughs> no other answer. You go to that ballpark, you hit. I mean, Derek Dietrich started off April and May with 20 home runs. I think uh, Moustakis is going to hit 40 home runs. This year. <laughs> yeah, I'll go up on him. Scooter, Dietrich, a lot of Everybody. these guys have gone there oh, and done pretty, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. So um, I guess over under Moustakis, 36 home runs. Where do you want to go? go over. I'll go over. First of all, in Vegas, I'd get a lower number than that. But for your number, I'd still go over. I would say wow. his Vegas number would be like 31 and a half. Oh, like. that's an easy. That's one of the easiest pregame. Um, we're going to have some fun with those in January, February. <laughs> that, They're that never was... easy, Joe. They feel easy. And then the guy goes on the 10-day DL, and that's the end of it. You know, yeah, that's, that's true. That's part of this uh pomerantz to the yeah. padres well we agree on that one uh pomerantz to the padres i got nothing uh, here same i i won't own him so i i, I defer he's not a guy i, I want to invest in i don't know he seems like a good swing guy fam uh, i'll go up uh fam to the padres third team already here with tommy fam uh i'm gonna say up because i think this is a this is a really emerging padres team uh, Manny Machado had a good year last year, not the year that people wanted him to have on the year one of that deal. But the second half was pretty good for him. I just did his write-up in the Black Book a couple weeks ago, and he's still right in that conversation there as the top guy to his position. He's right there. Uh, and Tommy Pham at the top there with Tatis, that's a really nice grouping of players. So 
I actually think Tommy Pham's in a good spot here. Uh, Tampa's not a great hitter's ballpark by any stretch. Neither is, At, neither is Petco. It's Petco is more it's neutral than people though. realize. It's been better. It's been yeah. better because you realize that they've gotten some better talent in there too. A lot of those ballpark factor numbers you have to take into account the home team and how good they are offensively. Like Minnesota, we talked about that last week. Same thing with the Padres. They've been a bad offensive team for a decade. Now all of a sudden you get some better offensive people. Oh, wow, the ballpark plays better. Duh, of course it does. So I like Tommy Pham there. Yeah, I probably would say that you could lock him in for 18 home runs and 18 steals. Yeah, he'll make a 2020 run. That's a great player. Maybe. If that that feels about right, the problem is is that he goes through these massive slumps. And then then you think, oh my gosh, I told you. He's a better season-long Roto player because of the streaks than he is a head-to-head guy. All right, we'll uh, take a quick time out on Fantasy Sports today. When we come back next, we'll take a look at the running backs and their performance in fantasy and and start to take a look at 2020. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Guess what? We are 15 minutes away from our good friend Dr. Roto taking over over on Full Time Fantasy. Also, don't forget, like and subscribe to this show. You can listen to us live on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, as well as the Fantasy Sports Radio app, but also on demand in the iTunes Store, Google Play, Android, Stitcher, Audioboom.com. Wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you like and subscribe to Fantasy Sports Today, or FST, and you'll get our content every single day as we get closer to the end of the year. More baseball discussion. Joe and I will also have a presentation of the year in fantasy that's coming up next week and the week after that as well. We will be off on Christmas day. We will be off on new year's day, but expect us to take you right through the end of the NFL season and right through the beginning of the baseball season. So Joe, in terms of fantasy, uh, in terms of running backs, I would say this year, I mean, you got what you expected from Christian McCaffrey and a whole lot more beyond that. There were a couple of names who were disappointments at running back. But I don't think that there were any real massive, uh, you, know, you know, guys who were taken at running back in the first round. The only one that I would say that it was a semi disappointment uh, was Saquon Barkley. But if you held him long enough, he finally got you that game last week. So I, I would say I would suppose he's been a disappointment to a degree. Bell has been a disappointment to a degree. But they're. Um, Oh, you know, actually, David Johnson was a massive disappointment. <laughs> I was going to say, there's one you're missing. <laughs> that, that was the guy that was taken in the second round of yeah. every draft. Yeah, oh, David, he was David taken in the Johnson. first round of every draft. Go look yeah, at the Yeah, pick. okay. So, yeah, so David Johnson, I, I got to correct myself. David Johnson was a massive disappointment. Uh, beyond that, um, you know, some nice names jumped into the top 12. Uh, Eckler had a, had a great year. Aaron Jones is going to be on the radar as a first-round pick in fantasy next year. 
And for the life of me, I can't figure out how the Browns are going to lose 11 games with Nick Chubb rushing for 1,400 yards. That's crazy. It's troubling is what it is. Uh, but I had Mike Tagliere from Fantasy Pros over on my podcast uh, when we started the year. We were doing preview stuff. And I asked Mike, I was like, look, we always look at the ADP, but let's look ahead to 2020 ADP. And I said, who's the guy for you that you think is going to be a first round running back next year that we should be taking now in the second round or something like that or third round even? And he said very quickly, Aaron Jones. And he was absolutely right. Averaging 19 fantasy points per game in PPR. Uh, that's a spectacular total. Now, I understand he's had some duds, but you know what? He's also won you some weeks by himself with some of these big touchdown games that he's had. So you'll take the lumps. Is he as consistent as Ezekiel Elliott floor wise? No, but he is a guy, you know, it's a different way of getting those 19 points. Jones will get you 19 points, you know, average, but he'll have those big ups and downs. We're on four points one week and 30 the next where Elliott this year has gotten you pretty much 19 every week. And I think that's the difference. And you have to figure out what style is best. And if you have a guy like Aaron Jones, then you better make sure you have somebody with a high weekly floor as your RB2 next to him next year because of that question. And you mentioned Saquon Barkley. When you look at the average, though, you know, he's because he's missed time. He's ranked 18th in PPR scoring. But in terms of points per game, He's at 16, which would put him right around number nine or 10, right around Chris Carson, Mark Ingram. So not a terrible year when you step back a little bit and look at the average, especially last week really helped his season overall. But Christian McCaffrey, Craig, in terms of relative position value, which is what I do, a little perspective of just how good Christian McCaffrey is as an RB1. So comparing him to the other RB1s in this grouping here, he is a positive, that's a plus 71% better than the mid range of RB one. That's insane. 71. But but and I and again this is why RPV is a tool I think is so useful because you say, well Christian McGaffrey's great. Well how great is he? That's how great you can quantify it. And I think when you quantify it, it gives you perspective of of just what a difference maker you, you either have Christian McCaffrey and and you're you know loving life or you're just trying to catch up. Yeah, I mean he's he's carried. Look, he's carried my team to the championship, and and again we had a lot of teams. <laughs> we, had this, we had we had the second pick, not the first. And yeah. so if, well, if we would have had, if I you know what I think if we would have had the first, we were talking about doing McCaffrey. So I don't feel terrible about that. Well, you shouldn't. I look, I think you look at this, and it's not surprising that Cook got in there. Uh, I think that a late run here by Joe Mixon, he's moved up from the twenties to the to fifteen in the last six weeks. So that's a big jump for him. I can't believe Miles Sanders is in here. What the bleep? Well, I wanted to. I'm glad you hit on that because there we go. We were talking about it yesterday, and I know you were kind of still sour. Well, on well, let me Sanders. ask you that. If you there is a black I, and white number sixteen. I, I overall, know it's not fair to do this, but if you did eliminate last week, where would he be? If you eliminated last week, which was a big week, he would probably be in the low twenty range. I think he'd probably be behind Lindsey. I'm almost positive that's where he yeah, would be. Yeah, I think so. I think but so. that's still an RB two. By a, a fair margin, I mean because RB two, you're going all the way down but to twenty four. RB two is the real wasteland here. RB two is spotty. It's guys <laughs> like spotty. Well, because David Montgomery, like Josh, David Montgomery, Devonte Freeman, Marlon Mack. These guys have had bad years, right? But then you got guys like Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, and Josh Jacobs, who look like they're going to be the guys you want going into next year. I, like I think the there's other. also a yeah clear trend of wherever Le'Veon Bell goes next year because I don't think it's going to be with the Jets. Can they cut him? I keep hearing that. I don't know if they're going to cut him or somebody will trade for him, but he ain't going to be a jet next year. Isn't there some money involved in that at all? I mean, how can they easily probably? Do that? I mean, I, I mean, look, that's why I think it's going to be a trade kind of scenario. Maybe they'll have to eat part of the contract. I don't know. But if they cut him and take the cap hit, they, they just might do it. 
they they very well might do that. But I think the biggest surprise too is Leonard Fournette's catches because it's not crazy to see Leonard Fournette at eight overall. But would you have guessed Leonard Fournette would be no, eight overall never. with just four touchdowns? No, I mean you're right. There was and I, and I and it seems like he just runs right over the middle and Minshew, you know, just just tosses it to him. He <laughs> has as many catches as Alvin Kamara. It's crazy on the year. Yeah, and he has almost as many catches as Austin Eckler on the year. Just no yeah, touchdowns. I'm, I'm happy with the season Carson had. He he, he gave pretty much what I thought. Terrific season yeah. for his value too. This was a guy going in the third round. That is a great value. To I, had a, I had a really high round. recommendation to most people on him. I feel like I came through. Um, that was that was I, the one I guy would, that I I thought maybe a little better than this, but still good and good good to good enough. And when you compare. Uh, him to some of these guys in the back end of the twenties. I mean, you would want Carson playing every day. And by the way, how many running backs would you rather have than Carson going into this week into the championship? Not many, three, four maximum. No. He's got no, no competition. I, look at uh, look at what Raheem Mostert's done too. He's gotten all the way up to thirty four. Mostert, but man. keep it. But keep in mind how many games he's actually played and how many touches Six. he actually has. <laughs> right. So there's, there's a couple of these guys on this list that are outside the RB2 range or in that flex range that really, I mean, some some really fascinating things to take away. Mostert being one of them. Uh, I think the fact that Royce Freeman was able to still finish in the top 40 at running back in a tandem was kind of interesting. But really, it's the disappointment of seeing the guys like David Johnson drop all the way there. So when you drop David Johnson in the middle of the first round and he finishes at RB29 in PPR, that's a killer. There's no coming back for that. If you're in a super flex league, you can come back from that because if you have good quarterback play, you can. That's my argument for, for you know, super flexes. Let's use the guys who score points more than anybody and quarterbacks score points more than anybody. What about Carlos Hyde at 26? Is that surprising to you? No, because I, I've followed him all year. I had him in that guillotine for a while. So I know that he's had a good year. Yeah, not good, not great. Right there. Oh, great RB3. No, uh, a great in the NFL. He got caught and ended mm-hmm. up having a good year with them. Uh, uh, by the way, assuming Drake leaves Arizona, which I think is you know possibility, of course, because he's a free mm-hmm. agent. Is Where will David Johnson be drafted next year? Oh, man. Let's, let's, as, let, let's assume that Arizona just adds a, a draft pick of somebody who can catch the ball. Oh, no, they have the other kid. They have Chase it. Edmonds there, Edmonds, too. Right. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. So I David Johnson's not going to be there. They've already basically said they're moving on. So I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase. I'll, I'll I give can't you believe this two spots. career has just fallen. I'll so give you fast. two spots and you, you give me the round. Uh, David Johnson, Kansas City Chiefs. What round would you take him in? Eighth. Overall. Or eighth, or eighth round? Eighth that's round. Weird. Yeah, I would not oh, take wow. him. I think he's done. You might think he's done, but if he goes with the Chiefs, he's going to go in the third round or draft. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, somebody's going to take a shot. But probably so. Look, if Damian Williams did, then yeah, I guess David. I Johnson think I think a lot of it depends on landing spot. If I say I want Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I could understand maybe taking a shot in the sixth round or something like that on him. I could see that. I could see People him. Will. You know where I could see him? Atlanta. Uh, that's interesting. What? This might sound crazy. What about Miami? <laughs> I don't know that they're ready next year to do that. I don't okay. Know. I think they're going to draft the guy. They're going to draft uh, Swift, the running back from Georgia, I think. There's an interesting supply and demand with the running back position because Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, he's out there too. Drake. I mean, there's a, yeah. Uh, Derek Henry is going to be a free agent. He is? Oh, boy. Yeah. 
So Somebody, there's, somebody's got to go after that guy. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys out there with potential to make a huge fantasy impact on different teams now. So keep a very close eye on that. Melvin Gordon, for everybody who drafted him, knowing they'd have to wait, he ended up averaging 13 PPR points. So from an average standpoint, you got an RB2 out of him, like number 16, 17 overall, but you missed all those games. So it was whether or not you could come back from that of, of maybe taking some L's earlier in the season. Uh, but yeah, it's Singletary's another guy too, averaging 13 points. That puts him right around that 16, 17 range. And considering the amount of time he's missed also, considering he's actually 27th overall, despite missing, what, seven, eight weeks? Of, like He missed a ton of time. Yeah. He was out for more than a month. So I don't know, man. Devin Singletary, to me, he's got a bullet. And I think we all need to step back and appreciate the season Miles Sanders has had because it hasn't been quick, but... When you look back in the recent trend, it's going in the right way. I know Doug Peterson's annoying. I get it. I would be worried next year with Doug Peterson. But I think at a certain point, from a fantasy perspective, we look back, and if this is the base Miles Sanders, the base guy is a guy at 13 points a week. It's going to finish around, I don't know, low-end RB1, high-end RB2. He's a real good investment. You give me Michael Thomas one overall, and then you give me Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders, I will go to war with that in the PPR League next year. Yeah, I, I think that what I the lesson that I learned uh, from my own drafting this year is that I'm sick because had I gotten to this point and got in the playoffs with Lamar Jackson, with Miles Sanders, uh, with Godwin, with Andrews, like I had a great draft that would have helped me now, um, but I didn't help myself enough in the first half of the season. And I don't know that you can quantify that, but my guys really came alive in the second half. And that's not usually the drafter that I am. Usually I'm so focused on getting through that first two months and being like six and two, and then I'll just figure it out after that. So you weren't aggressive on the wire, you think, or you just were too patient with making. I, I, I think that bench, I went, maybe. I went too high upside at the beginning. And I should have went for a little bit more uh, certainty. And then Juju hurt me a lot, too. How about Todd Gurley, by the way, at finishing at 12 right now? So for all the Todd Gurley nonsense, he did finish or he is about to finish as an RB1. Now, that might be an indictment of the RBs collectively. That's fair. But in a PPR league, he is averaging 14.9. He's got 193 PPR points on the year. Yeah. Stats are stats. Numbers are numbers. At the end of the year, that's where he is. And he's got 10 touchdowns. That certainly helps. But. You know, as a low end RB one next year, I could stand Todd Gurley. You know, you know what the thing is also, though, is and again, um, you know, for me, when I do this and, and look, you put together a good list and it's good content for the show. But I would have stopped it after the regular season of fantasy and and Gurley's numbers are inflated with the two touchdowns from last week. Uh, Sanders numbers are inflated from his week last week. Kenya Drake's numbers are way inflated from the four touchdown week he had. And not a lot of people Joe, were able to take advantage of that. I know when we look at this next year, you'll look at the regular season and 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 mm-hmm. look at the overall numbers. But I think from a fantasy perspective, based on this year, I would have stopped because, uh, you know, Gurley did not help you this week if you didn't have him and Drake did not help you. But I, I get it. These are That's the fair. stats. But also some guys season. aren't getting the opportunities until now, like Singletary, like Joe Mixon the last six weeks. You yeah, know, that, the guys you have to take, in, take into account what's changed and where where are things going. So I think when you take the whole season into account, you're getting a little bit of the negativity, which is deserved from the first half. And a little bit of the positivity, which is, okay, where's the trend going? The trend's going better for Mixon, Singletary, Sanders. These are all guys you want next year. And I think some of the older running backs, the guys like Gurley, the guys like Le'Veon Bell, they've come back into a different place. Eckler's going to be fascinating last next year. That is going to be one of the big lightning rods of ADP discussion of how hard people want to go in on Eckler. Because he yep. could go as early as number two overall. 
and he could go as as late possibly as the wheel. Okay. Uh, Two-minute drill is next. Two-minute warning. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we end the show, it is time for our two-minute warning. The two-minute warning. Two minutes, get your sh- together. Is that going to be enough time? All right, if you want an exercise in futility, here's what I would recommend. Try and handicap 41 college bowl games. My gosh, am I into this thing? And I got a live stream coming up. You can catch it. It was supposed to be, honestly, I'll take it behind the curtain, Wednesday night on the Wager Alarm and Fantasy Alarm. First time all year I've asked out of something and asked for an extra day to prepare for this thing. Uh, 82 college football teams playing in college bowl games. I have knowledge of probably like 60 of them, but there are like 20 teams in there that I could not tell you what has happened over the last few weeks. I know that you guys want to participate in these bowl pools, and I'm in one as well, but my gosh, has the college football bowl season taken on a second season? And think about what has happened here. We have a full weekend of college football Saturday, a full weekend of college football next Saturday. This is going to be one of the wildest bowl seasons that you've seen in a long time and uh, talk about consuming my life for the next 48 hours. I am all in it. So get ready for that coming up Thursday night over on the Wager Alarm live stream. Thanks again to my co-host, Joe Pizapia. I am Craig Mish. Thanks again to Sean Guasamaki, our producer. Coming up next, Dr. Rota with Full-Time Fantasy. We'll talk to you tomorrow for Waiver Wire Wednesday right here on FST. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. See you.